1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It's your boy, Jay Spence the King, and this is the chop up. We are missing two of our normal uh, compadres or is that like, what? what is the term for women? I know like compadres is like, is it like compadranas or something? I'm, I'm making stuff up as I go. It sounds bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's up? I got Stereos for the girls kicking it with me. And I got my brother from another mother, Mr. Anthony. I always probably say it wrong. That's why I never say your last name. So I'm not going to butcher <laughs> it. Tell me how to say it. It's Romeo, just like Romeo and Juliet. Just like See, it I was. I was trying to be all like uh, poetic. <laughs> I was going to say it like I was French or something like Romeo or something like that. You know, like oh, I was going to get there with you. <laughs> You'd be surprised. People had
0: letters all the time. Romero. I get that a lot. I get <laughs> It's like, no, it's just Romeo and Juliet, just like it's built.
2: <laughs> well, it's Saturday night, and it's, um, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving, so I'm, I'm thankful I got my brothers from Cover 1 kicking it with me tonight. Uh, let's get right into it from the, from the very top. We already see that we got some comments before we even started the show talking about the big loss of Trey White. So let's start there. Um, I don't know how to feel, and, and is I, I, see the, I see the evil grin. So, like, where are we at, Sterles. Like, I, I, we'll, we'll start this off with you.
1: Oh, man, it's sad. I mean, it's really sad. Uh, I'm not saying the season's over, but, I mean, you kind of have to, you know, level the expectations a little bit on defense, man. Um, We'll see what happens. I mean, this is where – I feel like this is where uh, McDermott's coaching ability when it comes to the defensive backfield – you can't replace Trey, but this is where – This is why they pay him the money they pay him. Like he's gotta Mm -hmm. him and Frazier's got to come up with a solution to, to, to you know, mask the deficiencies without Trey White in this defense. He's an emotional leader as well. It sucks, man. Um, I made a I posted something earlier today about players who have been um, who have had success after an ACL injury from the defensive backfield, and uh, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a road to recovery. I mean, when he comes back, I mean. You can't expect him to play at that all-pro level that first year. It might take him another year to kind of get back in the swing of things. So uh, and that's you know, me I I came from an ACL injury. I did it in college, and it's a tough, it's a tough one, but he hasn't had a, a, a big history of injuries. So it was bound to happen. Daryl Reavers had this, and he, you know, he had great years after this. So it's not uh it's not the end of the world, but it definitely uh hurts the momentum moving forward.
2: What did you think, Anthony? Um, typically, we we normally with, with with your takes and my takes, you and I typically butt heads. I don't <laughs> think do. this is gonna sure. be one that we butt heads on. No, this is. I mean, it's it's tragic loss for
0: the Bills defense. And the one thing that comes to mind for me after being able to digest it, because I think we're all in the same state of what happens next. We've never been here. We've never seen Sean McDermott's defense without some a cornerback like Trey White in it even when he was in Carolina that he's always had one dominant cornerback right and and now that we don't have that and I think we as Bills fans have taken advantage of that over the games over the years just like oh Trey's there so that guy's not going to have a great game we already know what he's going to do but taking it out (laughs) heck yeah man that's true taking now taking Trey out of the equation I mean it's it leaves such a big question mark for this defense. Can we get it done? Can they continue to dominate as a defense without Trey there? It's going to require a lot of guys to step up, not just one, but a lot of guys. That whole defensive backfield as Sterling said, you know, luckily McDermott that is his strength. We do have the safeties, you know, we got uh um Levi's playing probably his best season ever at this point. Of his career, uh, at, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and even Taron Johnson. I mean, but but it's really, so who's going to fill that other cornerback role now? Levi's number one. Can he play just as well as he was this year now that he's going to be the number one guy? And does Dane Jackson come in? I mean, there's obviously a couple guys that can come in. But the, the real question here is what happens to the Bill's defense? As dominant as they've been, as much as we've been relying on the defense to consistently do their thing this season, Um, can it still happen? And honestly, that is, that is a major concern. Does the defense look the same without Trey white emotionally too? He's such a big time leader on this team, you know, their presence, uh, off the field and in the locker room. Uh, so I'm, I'm certainly concerned moving forward. It's not going to affect the offense, obviously. So hopefully the offense can continue to grow and do their thing, but the defense now, especially as dominant as they've been this year as top of the charts as they've been it's it's going to be overly concerning i think
2: well my man charlie's in the comments and he says that um the bills already had problems on defense before this i don't think much will change statistically for the defense I think they will shut down bad teams and struggle against the good ones so with this <laughs> comment i'm a, i'm a, i'm a be honest with y'all so charlie a lot of times has comments that um or takes and comments that a lot of the fan base typically kind of jumps on them or, or they disagree with because of the, the way he delivers it. Um, I sent him the link to jump in after that comment. Cause I want to talk to him about it. I don't want to just kind of like talk on the timeline, but let me get your, let me get, we'll kick it right back to Anthony here and then we'll, we'll bring it up to sterles. Uh, wh- what is your take on that? Like, do you feel like the defense? Um, Cause I don't think that they struggle even against good teams. I think we had one bad defensive game. No, you know, um, so, yeah, Charlie, if you're still in the comments, man, I sent that to you in your DM on Twitter, jumping on that, and if you, if you have some time and some lighting and all that good stuff, come kick it with us.
0: Yeah, I think the problem I have with that is the worst games we've had this year are when guys are injured, and that's not an excuse. You have to step up, but when Star is out, when Tremaine Edmonds is out, the defense is different. We have not seen the defense without Trey White or without one of our backfield guys. We saw it without, you know, Poyer or hide. we've seen it in the past without those guys, but it's, yeah, is it it concerning? Yes. Does it mean, am I worried about what Charlie said was specifically that the defense had its own problems before this? Certainly, but it's usually been when Star is out, you have nobody up the middle and, and teams can run on us if they have a halfway decent back, or Tremaine Edmonds is out and teams can pass to the tight end and run all over us because now Tremaine Edmonds isn't helping out there. Uh, With those two guys back, that's going to be a huge boost to the defense. And Trey White being gone is a huge minus for the defense. So um, I kind of disagree with that take that, yes, the defense had problems, but it's usually been accounted for with injuries with guys that are still coming back. If it was Stars out for the year, that's going to be now a huge concerning thing. Or or Tremaine Edmonds out for the year, that's going to be a huge concerning thing. Again, with Trey White, we just don't know that impact yet.
2: Yeah, and I guess that's kind of where I am. It's like I, I I just don't see the defenses. When you have, like, and now we're the second best or third best defense because we have the bad game. But mm-hmm. you have the best defense in the league, which is why early in the year, and I'm going to bring this up every damn chance I get, when you have these guys on other networks – saying foolishness like we need to upgrade Trey White or uh, Trey White isn't playing well and Trey White is this and Trey White is that and the Buffalo Bills have issues at cornerback and it's not just Levi look the problem with that is you have no logical explanation for what you're saying you have no statistical data for what you're saying you have no film for what you're saying and then you get in your feelings and get mad when when the fan base and people with with actual educated opinions come and let you know, like, you're an idiot. Yes, I'm saying it like that because, like, it's Trey White. Like, you probably have four guys in the league legitimately, (laughs) four guys who I would put on his level or higher. Like it's yeah. not many people in the league who play the position of cornerback who I feel like is on a name. Can you name five guys you would take oh, over F- Trey? No. Cornerback position? <laughs> no.
1: Ooh, heck
0: no. no, I'm laughing pretty hard over here because I, you know, Spence, you and I have gone back and forth about some things we see on Twitter that are horrible takes and let laugh me. about it. But
1: let me get in this thing because yeah. I'm hearing some shit tonight and I ain't having it. Man, look, man, man. my, my wolf though came out with a W. We'll get no. to that later. But let me tell y'all something. Trey White takes away one side of the field, man. Mm-hmm. Like every week. Every yeah. single week. Like, I don't understand who they expect Jesus Christ to be defending passes back there. Like yeah. my, my, my guy is just killing it. He's an all-pro yeah. cornerback. Y'all need to chill out. All the slander about Trey White needs to stop. That man, that man Excuse is it. a... Not only is he a phenomenal person, man, but he is—he is one of the top three corners in the league, and it's not—and it's there's no debate about that. So when we talk about Bills having a, an issue on defense, it's not in the secondary; it's—it's it's up front. It's—it's it's the defensive line, if anything. So you know, Trey White, yeah, he takes away a whole side of the field, and in and, and 2021, where the offense is in the officiating cater to these offensive weapons they cater to offenses because they want they the nfl they want high scoring games they they don't want this ain't the 90s right where where you could lock up on a wide receiver that's what makes jerry rice so great we'll talk about him another time but trey white is is a damn good corner he's an all pro for a reason and losing him is a big is a big loss so all the trey White slander needs to stop uh, and we're going to find out how much we miss Trey White in these, you know, not maybe not against New England, but against some of these other teams with a bona fide wide receiver, we're going to see what Trey White brings to the table. And then I'll say this and I'll be done. This I'm not happy about the Trey White injury, but what this is going to do, it's going to put a little bit pressure on the front office to either bring in a free agent, I mean, cornerback or draft one either in the first three rounds of the draft, because now this is something that, you know, guys like Bruce Nolan and myself or others have talked about wanting another corner. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't know what he's going to be like coming back from that ACL injury initially. So you're going to have to have some insurance and you're not going to be able to get that done with Levi Wallace and street free agents. You're going to have to invest some, some resources in that cornerback position. So I'm excited about that part of it. Um, so when Trey gets back, we should have a, a good, you know, solid depth when it comes to the cornerback position. So I'm done with that. I'll leave it there. Yeah, that's that's uh, a solid
0: point. I didn't even think of that, but you're right. It pushes things up the draft board and now puts the pressure on to say, what? well, we'll see what the defense looks like without Trey. Even if they're mediocre at cornerback, my God, will I give them a round of applause. If you're mediocre, like average, I'm saying, without Trey White, that's that's a huge credit to the defense and the depth that we have on this team and that's probably my expectation going forward I expect I always expected Trey White to be elite but now I expect our cornerbacks to be right around average you know I, I laughed when Jay Spence went on his tirade there about people posting about Trey White because what what is a bad game for Trey White I think one game he gave up two first downs and I was like whoa what a bad day for Trey White <laughs> he just gave up two first down catches in one game I mean, if you look at every stat there is, he's at the top of the boards with not giving up first downs, with low uh, yards per catch that he gives up, with lowest, like, attempts, catches per attempt thrown at him. I mean, it's it's crazy the stats that you could put up there for Trey and, and the things he's let in over his career. Not just – this isn't just like, oh, he's doing it this year and it's a fluke. No, he's in the top ten, top five of those stats at all every year of his career. So – uh, I yeah I mean the the Trey hate is is impossibly annoying and I just laugh at it at this point because it it is pure ignorance.
2: I mean let's talk to him let's talk about it let's bring this because because I'm gonna bring his stats up because mm-hmm. I'm I'm tired of I'm, I'm tired man like I'm I'm really tired the way I'm tired for Tremaine Edmonds the way I'm tired for Starla <laughs> Tululei the way I'm tired for like I'm I'm tired. I'm tired y'all talk and I don't talk about Trey White often because Tredavious White is my favorite Buffalo Bill player so what happens is for me it becomes personal because it's like no y'all really so I don't talk about him because it's like oh he loves him so much he's only gonna say positive things there's a reason why there's only positive to say about Trey White look look, let's let's look at this all season he's given up zero touchdowns zero like Mm -hmm. zero like let me let me reiterate: zero touchdowns all <laughs> season. All season, we're we're at what week twelve at this point? The Bills have played eleven games. Yeah, zero all year, zero, right? I really don't need to go no further than that. But the thing is, I can go through all of these stats. We can look at the yards per play, and we can look at um, how many receptions per game and targets per game and blah, 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 blah. Listen, if you go and look at his statistics and you compare them with other cornerbacks on any team, I guarantee you Trey's is dog in their stats or they're just right there with the best. Like, there's no way you're going to sit here and have me respect you as as a any reputable source of information and you're out here informing people that we need to upgrade and move on from from Tredavious way I'm gonna stop for a quick second bring my man Charlie and he he jumped in what's going on my man Charlie representing that built-in Buffalo network
3: hey what's going on guys it's it's nice to see you it's nice to to talk to you a very odd way to get invited onto a, a YouTube show but but I do appreciate the invite Spence
2: no, man, I, I've been saying for the longest anyway that that I have to kind of we got to connect, got to get you on one of the shows. And, um you know, it kind of worked out. We got we got Angelina and Kristen, who are normally um, part of the chop up. They're still in New Orleans. They don't come back to Buffalo until nice. uh, tomorrow. Well, and nice. i'm like you know what I, so i, I told sterols i'm like yo let's let's see if anthony is free let's get anthony on and then you were in the comments it just made sense to to try to get you on at this time too i got to get you on the code of conduct though so so we can we can fight it out about a couple things.
3: yeah i was gonna message you actually anyway uh about coming on my podcast my nfl podcast so
2: yeah yeah so we're gonna make that happen so so the reason why I got you on, though, is we were kind of finishing up on the topic of um, of Trey White. And you may mention about how you feel like the Buffalo Bills, the defense is going to be the same, you know, like not necessarily the same as because you can't you can't replace Trey White. But you don't feel like they're going to make any major adjustments to where they're still going to struggle against good teams. But you feel like they're going to be dominant against bad teams. Where do you where do you see the Bills struggling against good teams, with the exception of the one game that we kind of just had a difficulty against the um the, the Colts.
3: Well, I mean, I guess that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like, especially against teams that are run heavy. Like you, uh, we struggled against the Titans. I don't think there's any way to, to sugarcoat that. Uh, you, you can say, okay, we'll penalty this penalty that they struggle against heavy, heavy running teams. You know, they shut out teams like Miami. They allowed three points to the jets. I mean, okay. Like to me, the, the problems of not having enough pass rush, not getting enough sex is it, still there. Like if tra- Trey white obviously doesn't affect that. Because if he affected it, it would it would be at a higher level, and and so we should be expecting a drop now without Trey White, right? Pressure should go down because you got to assume that some of that's due to good coverage, and I just don't know if like that's the case. I guess what I'm taking more of a they had other prize, not like they were this perfect championship, you know, top ten defense of all time, and then they lose Trey White. Like they had some issues, especially on the defensive line, especially on the interior defensive line, and I you know. Like, okay, Trey White losing him stinks. How are they going to replace them? I'm not sure. Dane Jackson probably, Cam Lewis. Maybe they're going to leave things the same and see how those guys do and then, if necessary, rotate safeties back to that direction. I mean, I'm not sure, but it's, it's not like they were this, you know, I think they've been exposed a little bit as a paper tiger when it comes to some of the better teams that they've played in the league. Now, maybe not in the passing game, but certainly in the run game. You know, I think the Bills secondary is the best in the league. But against the run, I don't think the Bills are the greatest team ever. Okay, so
2: so I'm seeing both Anthony's face and Sterling's face as you talk. Like, I'm just looking at their reactions. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have uh, Sterling all right, jump, yeah, jump I'll, first. yeah, I'm gonna
1: take the floor, dog. <laughs> Charlie, I don't know what the hell
2: you're smoking, but whatever it is, pass it around because we all need a okay. hit.
1: First of all, when Trey White is on the field, it allows the Bills to go into press man coverage, right? Now, I agree with you. The run defense is is shoddy when it comes. in we're not talking about that, but we're talking about we're talking about Trey White being injured and what that's going to make the defense look like. So yeah, so like teams don't even really throw at Trey White. Like it's going to open things up where well. they're going to be attacking Dane Jackson and so forth. So you, first of all, I got to hear you give Trey White his due. Like I need to hear you say Trey White is that dude. He's an All Pro corner because the, I'm not feeling what you what you putting down right now.
3: Yeah, I I think Trey White is an All Pro corner. I think he's he's falls in the six to ten range. If you're going to rank all ninety six starting cornerbacks in the league, I think he's somewhere between six to ten. I don't think he's top five. I think I'm I've been pretty vocal about that. Anyone who's ever seen me on Twitter, I, I just don't think he's he's the an elite like the best corner in the league. I don't think he's the best corner in the league. I think he's you know, in that so discussion, but I don't think he's clearly the best corner. We're
1: all entitled to our, our opinion, but but what what? Okay, so tell me. I don't think he's Man to man coverage. Why why do you say that? Because the Bills play a lot of zone, but he can right. play man. He he has he, he can play receivers. man. I just
3: don't think he can play man as proficiently as he can play zone.
1: But he's not. <laughs> That's why he's asked, perfect for the Bills' he, scheme he, is because they on, run a lot on, of zone. Hold on, man. You mean to tell me a guy that that played cornerback in the sec okay against top wide receivers a guy that in his first year his third year where they asked him by assignment hey i need you to, to 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 lock up on this guy you mean to tell me that trey white is not good in man-to-man coverage when has he really he doesn't follow the other receivers around when when does he, he doesn't that's follow not the guys Bill's around? defense that that's is the not point the Bill's. well that's the point that's, that's my point though that's but my no, no, point no, you're saying that it's he cannot not- do it you, you he, they don't do that first of all hold on Hold on. When he they had barely, Josh Norman. What's the, he on, could barely keep up with Pittman. Finish. Pittman is six five. five. Like, whoa. So? Who, who, so? so I mean, every so week you got me doing editing, man. Like, gotta, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. You gotta relax, who's got to relax,
3: Terrell. Tell but me, now we'll make tell an, me an, who's better an, than, two, than Trey. Because he's six five. Okay?
1: I don't care. That's the assignment. Jalen Ramsey has issues with okay, Pittman. Like, what you mean, bro? Like, DK Metcalf. Like, come on, Okay, Sterrell,
2: so wait, so my man Richard Rush. Thanks, Richard Rush, for joining the show like you always do. Uh, Rich wants to know who's the five that are better. Charles. So name the five guys that you. Oh, I gotta write this over. down. Hold on. Okay. I gotta okay write so no, no, you... no, no, no. You
1: don't get time <laughs> to write it down. No, you're take all the picks. No. Hold on. No, no, look, if you're, you're gonna say no, you don't get time, no, time, he
0: time he needs. to do that. You don't give him all the time he needs because he's gonna be there for about six months. Get him
2: out of here. No. to him my time. Let's hear. Get him out of here. Let's hear. Let's hear Anthony's perspective too, because I know these girls went in. I want to hear Anthony's perspective too. So Anthony, on that question that we just asked Charlie, where are you at? Because I saw your face the same I t- way I saw. Yeah, sure.
0: I, I, I mean, I was making faces, and it wasn't to be disrespectful to Charlie by any means. Oh, you're fine. Uh, by the way, hello, Charlie. You know, we've we've talked on Twitter, but never formally met. So it's nice to meet you uh, through this uh, venue here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my problem is, I'm a scientist. Everybody knows that, and I, I I really I I enjoy other people's opinions. I enjoy banter. I enjoy going back and forth. Jay Spence and I, as he mentioned, tend to disagree on, on a lot and, and we love talking back and forth, but there has to be a logic to an argument, right? I follow the logic as a scientist. That's why I was making faces because at first I was like, where is he going with this? Where is he coming up with this? And and obviously I'm okay with that feeling because I'm, I'm like, you know, where is where is the logic here? It's just different than I would ever think. And and you started talking about the run game and bringing up some other pieces of, of games and I'm like, well, the run game and Trey White. So Trey White in coverage means that you want to rely more on the run game, but the Bills know that and they would play a better run defense. And yes, we have problems in the run, but again, that was when Star was out, when Tremaine Edmonds was out. I I am baffled. I mean I'm just so confused at this point. And and Charlie again I'm not trying to disrespect you but I have no freaking you, clue. What the just question was there.
3: how the question was how would the defense look different, and defense encapsulates offense. I mean, passing and running. So yes. that's why I was talking about what I thought. And the question was, what did I think uh, the weaknesses were of the Buffalo Bills defense? It wasn't specified pass defense sure. or run defense. So that's why I answered about how the Bills struggle against run defense because that was sort of how it was proposed. The question was proposed. Certainly, but
0: that's, that's where I'm, again, I'm following the logic here. The Bills do struggle against the run. We're certainly not against as good against the run as we are against the pass, even when star and Tremaine Edmonds are there, but they have been much more dominant when star and Tremaine Edmonds are there. So it's not like been a huge issue. Not like every team's running for a hundred yards or five yards a carry against them when those two guys are in there. So well, not that, every that, team's capable of that. I mean, the true, Bills aren't true. capable of running exactly.
3: 100 yards against themselves. Exactly.
0: But that's the point the is, so with Trey out, if that's your logic that the Bills are weak in the run game, then this helps that, right? The Bills are weak in the run game, but now there's no Trey White. So guess what? Teams are going to try and pass more against the Bills by that logic. I'm following your logic, not mine. The Bills without Trey White, even though they're weak in the pass game in the run game, the teams are going to try and pass against us a little more. And guess what? We okay. still have Poyer and Hyde and those and, and Dane Jackson and all those other guys who are playing at the top of their game right now. And, and they're going to make up for, or at least some of the onus is going to be on them to make up for Trey White's absence now. They are going to have to go to that side. But the, talking about the run game in this, I was just like, wait, the run so- game... The, the run game defense improves by Trey being gone by default because teams are going to pass more on us, and I think that is a mistake. They should run more on us because that is where the weakness lies. But we'll we'll see what ends up happening. Again, we haven't seen this defense without Trey, so maybe targeting one guy, the next the next up guy who's in there, is going to work out for teams. But still, I don't I don't follow the logic. Uh, that's, so that's what you're conclusion. saying is
3: that the pass defense is still going to be pretty good without Trey White. Average is what I expect. Yes, I, have, I mean you. I mean, oh, okay. I, I cornerbacks average. To be- Our
0: safeties are elite. There's no question about that. Our safeties are right. elite. Nobody's debating that. Our safeties are elite. That's going to help make up for the absence of Trey.
3: Right. Do you so disagree it, there? Well, I, well, then maybe it's not quite as big a loss as we think it is because the safeties are elite. And my point is, is we don't know what's going to happen when someone else comes in. We've never really seen Dane Jackson play a, a, a bunch of snaps. Mm-hmm. We've never seen Cam Lewis. I don't know what they're going to do. Like I said, maybe they're going to leave it the same. And Dane Jackson is going to play well enough for them to not have to do anything different. I have no idea. But like, we don't know the future. So I understand it seems like it's a big loss because of Trey's prominence. And certainly his talent level is the best on the team but I'm not really sure exactly what the defense is going to look like. Are you? Are you chasing gonna, your tail now? No, I'm, I'm asking <laughs> Again, you. I told
1: don't you don't know what it's going to look I already, like. I already told you guys. And yeah, on, third, on third downs, you're going to see them more in a base nickel playing cover, 2 they're, they're not going to be playing man coverage. Mm-hmm. Dane Jackson, well, I'm telling you. That's fine. I mean, they're, they're a zone base not. He ain't it. He He's not. I, look, they're Dane Jackson, them, yeah. it's cute, but Dane Jackson is not Trey White. The, the we're going mean, to find out. No, we already you know? know. We don't need to find no, out. We I'm just saying, we're going to teams... find out
3: what the defense looks like without Trey White. We've never yeah, seen we, it before. We're, we're going to exactly. find out. But here's here's out. the issue. Here's the thing. Out? So I, I have to look at the
0: schedule and think it out. But it's going to be Trey White always takes out the number one wide receiver on a team. We all well, know that. have really, seen though, it over the really, that's not true. He takes out whoever the hell's next to him, period.
3: Well, right. But he doesn't move. He doesn't follow around like Champ Bailey. does. Sometimes they do. But not consistently.
1: No, they don't. They don't. So they he don't know, it's Whoever
3: he lines up against
0: right. the he Was going to be. It I didn't Bill's, say that. The Bills'
1: next opponent is the
0: New England Patriots.
1: Who's better, Trey White? I mean, it's their wide receivers are garbage. Still, who's it's better? the tight ends. I want to know that, that who's better. Maybe, who's but. better than Trey White. I just need to know. Uh Humphrey,
3: Bradbury, Ramsey, Bradbury,
1: I <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> what? Bradbury's not better than Trey White. Marlon Humphrey okay. is not better than Trey White.
3: I mean, I think they are. But I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, obviously. Well, wow. let him finish his list. I got, yeah, I yeah. got four I off. Okay. I heard four. Uh, who else? No, I said Humphrey, Bradbury, Alexander, and Ramsey. And Ward. We'll put Ward in there too.
1: So. So, so that's based off a of PFF, off a of tweet that they just put out maybe two days ago.
2: Oh, I don't pay
3: attention to PFF. I think they're garbage.
1: Mm, okay.
2: I, I know I can back him on that because I can back Charlie. I'm mean, invented that a, a player minutes,
3: grading yeah. scale to go against theirs because I think theirs is stupid. Mm. So, okay, I,
1: I constantly go
3: at PFF well,
1: all the time. We're entitled to our own opinions so, you're entitled to yours. So, I disagree with yours on that one. Okay, you're my, that's you're my fine. dude, you're my dude still. But I mean, you know. I, I, you that's my point is
3: football opinions aren't really that serious. And if yours is different than mine, that, that's great. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, why? So, I don't. Okay, cool. Can we can we get a, a little bit of an ex- explanation
0: or maybe logic, like what you like about those five better than Trey, or why? You I think they play man to man
3: coverage better than Trey. And in fact, I think Humphrey's a better player. But McDermott personally picked Trey because he fit the system better that he wanted to run, and that's a fact. So that's McDermott's preference. That's fine. He's the coach. But I think Humphrey's a better all around player.
1: okay all right
3: hmm. i don't for the record okay that's fine <laughs> i mean okay no <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just i just yeah i thought i'd throw that in there <laughs> that's fine I'm, I'm not i don't i don't have any ill will towards you because you disagree with no. me hey nobody
1: ain't nobody getting right <laughs> like, don't even do
3: that like nope. we're all cool man no like, i'm just no. saying like I, I i'm not bothered when when people don't Agree with me. I it's. Fine. I do
1: feel like
0: still for me there's there's a little bit of a hole in the logic with like earlier I was saying you're kind of chasing your tail meaning the logic wasn't being completed for me with the whole run game thing and Trey well, White maybe now like he's I, not like I, now like he's I said, not as big of a loss but he was a big of a loss because of, there were other issues on
3: defense like or are like you guys concerned like about said, the my, other issues? My, my original comment was that the defense had its own issues. So yes. then you asked me what they were, and part of those issues were the run game because mm-hmm. the run game is part of the defense i i feel like that's we all know obvious. but we
1: all know the the bill's struggle at times against the run against teams that are more physical at the point of attack from an offensive line standpoint right like we haven't been able to match that but but you can't sit there and, well you're entitled to your own opinion <clears throat> excuse me i trey white is a top three corner in my opinion and we okay. all have our opinions but i just don't understand the logic that you bring when it comes to saying that he's six to ten or fifteen or or whatever i just don't i just don't understand that so thank you for your clarification i appreciate you
3: yeah, I mean, I just don't think that he could consistently over a seventeen game season man up the H team's top wide receiver the way Ramsey does.
1: But Ramsey gets smoked all the time, like sure. Ram, so Ram, I mean, so like, does Marcus but,
3: Peters sometimes.
1: I mean, but so but Marcus Howard Peters sometimes. is not Marcus Peters is not an elite corner. Like, well, he, I mean, he was at one point. He's uh, oh, oh, no, league internal. No, well, we're talking now. We're talking oh. now. He's oh, not okay okay so that's all i'm saying like we're talking now trey white is an elite cornerback now right now if you want to talk about so i noticed but he again, wasn't last
3: year but then he was in 2019
1: he wasn't last. how how do you well if
3: you're what? talking about right now then you're only talking about right now or Why? are we talking about a, a career-based uh, so
1: in a year in a year where defenses fr- were, were down statistically for COVID and everything. We saw the defenses have take a right. precipitous step back. A lot of defense, elite defenses that we thought were elite, they all took a step back. So okay. you're, 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 you're saying that Trey White wasn't elite then. So what about Trey White's game? Wasn't elite in last year that I, I just want to know. I what, think what he, did he struggled a,
3: a lot of times, especially against the Rams with crossing routes. I think he, he lacked. <laughs> I mean who I who think doesn't? there's lots, there's not lots. There's some quarter cornerbacks that don't. I mean, or else teams would just run crossing routes forever, like the West Welker routes, but he struggled with those against the Rams. It was obvious.
0: I'm, there, there's, there's, there's a deeper breakdown to be had here. I, I kind of am putting together your, your logical points, but they're still like throwing darts randomly at the dartboard to me. Um, And again, this is just my perception of what I'm hearing from you, but I, I don't understand how saying that, that Trey white is not capable of doing that. Your your Mm -hmm. assumption is a big one, right? Trey white can't play man to man for 17 games the way these guys can. And to me, that is a a gaping assumption because we just have never seen that. That is right. I'm basing it off his athletic profile.
3: Okay. But from what I have field,
0: if you base that on his athletic profile, you know, and what you have seen man to man, he's still able to get it done. It's not like he's a, he's he's average athlete for his position. He's not an elite athlete for his position. That's very true, but that doesn't make okay. him any less dominant of a cornerback.
3: Well, then he's going to lack any certain position. Thi- he's going to lack certain things that allow you to play man to man, whether it's, you know, agility, catch-up speed, stuff like that. Like there's stuff that he doesn't do uh, as well athletically that those other corners I do. I will take Trey White against
0: most of the wide receivers and probably all of them. Yes. The well, then you're going to lose. All- long he will still get burned maybe for one or two catches against the most elite wide receivers but saying that Trey White can't play man to me is like how do you that's again there's no data to show Trey White can't play man you're assuming that based on his his numbers, and then you compare it to guys who do play man. So let those guys play zone. So Trey White is the best cornerback in the league
1: because Trey White <laughs> plays zone, and they can't play zone to save some damn life so, because they play in a man system. I am so, just trying to figure out. So against I, I, I the Rams, when the Bills play <laughs> zone coverage, what is Trey? What's Trey's assignment in zone coverage against crossing routes?
3: <laughs> well, I saw a lot of times when he was manned up on
1: him. Where I need to see that, I need to see. Well, it. I mean, I, I don't have the all
3: 22 pulled okay. up to share my right, screen. Right. No, no, just, I didn't I'm think just, you'd ask right. about it. But <laughs> yeah. let's go to the next wait topic. Minutes, this I one
1: is exhausted. I got wine to drink, not. I got stuff to do. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's keep it Whoa. moving, baby.
2: Well, let's take a quick break real quick. Let me shout out my people over at JustInCaseBags.net. We got something for the ladies. We got something for the fellas. Go head over to JustInCaseBags.net. Make sure you check out the shirts. You know, I got the one that says Kings, because that's what Kings do. I also got one that says Zaddy, because sometimes I'll be feeling real Zaddyish out here in these streets. We got something for you, though, just in case you're leaving the gym, just in case you're leaving work and you need to freshen up before you have a big dinner meeting or something like that, or just a little sneaky link after the Bills game and you don't have enough time to get home. Home, all the way from Orchard Park to grab what you gotta grab. We got the Just In Case bags for you. Head over to JustInCaseBags.net. And also, go holler at my people over at Buff on Weck, cause it's all pro for Poyer or we riot. We got the dope, the freshness, the hotness going down, it's happening. I need y'all to get there, go grab one of those shirts. When you grab it, let me know that you grabbed it. Again, I'm doing something special with this, as well as we got the Buffalo Rumblings IPA that's actually sold out In quite a few places right now, at Resurgence, the place that makes it, you can't go and get a drink of Buffalo Rumblings IPA because we sold that thing out. At Consumers, you can't go and get beer because we sold them boys out. You can only go to certain Wegmans right now. Hopefully, we're going to re-up on these, but I need y'all to go. Go to get the Buffalo Rumblings IPA, and uh, listen, I'm going to just tell y'all, we're doing a lot. It's up. Okay, so if y'all not on the Jay Spencer King Buffalo Rumblings Chop Up Code of Conduct, if y'all not on the wave, I'm gonna just tell y'all y'all need to get there because it's up, it's up. So let's go to the next topic. I just brought up I just brought up my man Jordan Poyer uh, for All Pro Riot Man. I know we were just kind of having this little debate about Trey White. One of the things that was said earlier that I agree with is that we have two elite safeties which will absolutely 100% even if it doesn't like completely mask or cover up the loss of Trey is it's a whole lot better having those two guys back there than having you know like regular average or slightly above average guys and you're losing an all pro player like Trey White. Let's uh let's start on this topic here. Um Steros, let's let's start off with you. Where are you at as far as obviously you know where I'm at? Poyer for all pro, we or we riot. Where are you at when it comes to how you're looking at the safeties? And after this topic, we can actually switch. We'll talk about the offense a little bit, talk about the game that we just watched. But, uh, but where are we at right now? We're like, do you see Jordan as being that all pro dude that I'm trying to get everybody to say he is, or am I just in my feels?
1: Yeah, man. I, look, Jordan Poyer is having an all pro year, and, and that I don't think that's up for debate. <laughs> um, you know, people may say, you know say what you want about Trey White or Jesus Christ. Uh, but, but Jordan Poirier is that dude, man. He, he constantly, whether it's in the run game, whether it's, you know, in the back end creating turnovers, force fumbles. I mean, the guy is just insane right now. He's, he's tied for first in interceptions in the league right now. Uh, you know, as far as targets go, he's 51st because teams aren't, he's, he's not being singled up. Teams aren't really throwing the ball at him. I mean, he, he, you know, he answers the, the call when it comes to to his ability to to and run support and so forth so i mean there's not an outlet that you can point to where you know he's not producing so uh in my opinion yeah and he's on one of the best defenses in the league so um that warrants all pro recognition right there um and i don't see that taking a dip at all you know if anything i see i i you know without trey white i see they're, they're gonna be playing even more of a more zone so you know he's gonna have uh his his he's going to have his opportunities for more picks over the middle and so forth. So tip passes. Him and Micah Hyde just they're just killing it and people are starting to recognize that we have the best tandem safety in the league. So that's that's my take on it.
2: All right. Well, Justin in the comments says Bayard and Jamal Adams are the only safeties that come to mind as competition. I don't view Jamal Adams as competition. He's a uh, linebacker. Talk about this debate. Yeah. I don't look at him really as a safety, but um, let's, let's, uh, you know, I'm, Anthony, I'm coming to you in a second on this. Let, let's get Charlie's opinion on this. How do you feel about Bayard or Jamal Adams when you're talking about, you know, competition for best in the league at this point, the way they're playing right now? I mean, Jamal
3: Adams is a linebacker or, you know, one of those old school in the box safeties, whatever you want to call. He's not what you would consider a modern day safety, and I don't think there's any competition between him and Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde for who's better. I mean, Byard has the reputation because I think that over his career, he's been more consistent when it comes to turning the ball over than Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. But quite frankly, for my money, Micah Hyde and Jordan Jordan Poyer, best safety tandem in the league. They should both be All Pros, and I believe. that Micah Hyde is one of the two most important Buffalo Bills on the roster without a doubt if they're not all pros, especially Jordan Poyer but if they're both not all pros somebody's been, been robbed because that's ridiculous
2: what do you think, Anthony? I agree. For once, I'm I'm agreeing with Charlie here. So, what do you? Where are you at him? I was going to say the same thing. Like, wow, I agree.
0: Quote that. I agree with, with Charlie Gross's take here. Yes, I mean that that is true. It's the Poyer. Here's the thing about Hyde and Poyer. The Bills, Bills fans, Bills mafia. We've all known what we've had in Hyde and Poyer since they've been on the team. They have played consistently for us. They've had significant impact on the defense. <laughs> consistently since they've been on the team together. Those two guys, they've had an incredible chemistry on the field. They've played to the best of their ability since they've been Buffalo Bills, period. Bills fans know that. This year, the only difference is Poyer now has been putting up the numbers. And we know when it comes to NFL media, when it comes to voting for All-Pro, that's what matters, right? How many interceptions do you have? How many Stats, uh, this the check marks in the stat sheet. Can you put in tackles and you know breakups or whatever you want to call uh, good safety statistics? But he's got the turnovers, he's got the numbers, and he's still playing as well. He's still having that big impact that we know he has on this Bills defense, which is now one of the best defenses in the NFL. So you look at that. Oh, the Bills defense is really good. Why are they good? Talking from an outside perspective. Well, if we look at what's changed this year, oh, Poyer's stats are really big this year. Looking again, just at the stat sheet, so nothing has changed since he's been on the Buffalo Bills. He's played to this level. He's been an All Pro in my mind every single year since he's been here. The only thing that's changed is his numbers this year. And now the the outsiders can't ignore it. And yet he's still not leading the vote for the AFC. This is that to me is absolute, absolutely atrocious. There's nobody playing as well as as Poyer is right now at safety.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with with actually all three of you at this point. Like I, I feel like um and obviously I would say that because I've all season I've been on my Poyer for All Pro or or We Riot campaign. The reason being is though, is like if you really watch the game, and I know all three of you do, if you really watch the game, you'll see just how much he affects the game from like every standpoint. There are times that the ball don't go to certain guys that you would normally think is open because Jordan Boyer is the one lurking on that side of the field. There are times when you would see a completion that's, or a pass that's normally a very easy completion end up not being a completion because the receiver knows, Oh, that's Jordan right there. Or for whatever reason, Jordan is having a major effect on his team this year. And I I, every year he does, but this year I'm agreeing with all three of you, all pro Oh, we freaking riot, man. We're going to get this. So, again, I'm going to just shout out on Weck one more time. Head over, grab one of those shirts. And, and actually also, grab one of these chop-up joints that I got on right now, man. This thing's <laughs> fly. That's on the website, too. Go ahead and cop that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the game that we just saw. My guy came back. He had bodies this Sunday. Uh, or Thursday, I'm sorry, for Thanksgiving. And I'm thankful for the bodies that I saw my man just take out on live national TV. Um, Tremaine was back. We saw my dude back. Still missing a couple key pieces, and now, like I said, we all we, we all know that we lost Trey. Uh, but the defense was back. It looked like, you know, they, they took a step forward from that bad game that we just kind of witnessed them have on Sunday. Uh, Sterles, where are you at as far as the defense, like, with, with him? And then the, the follow-up question on that is um, – I'm going to do this with both, all three of you. Um, So where did, is the defense at now for you? And then a, after that, are we good with, do you feel like the offense is back or was it just the Saints?
1: Uh, I think the offense, first of all, I think they're just, they're still working on stuff, but I do like the philosophy change, getting Breida more involved, not just, you know, handing the ball, you know, in space, but, you know, you know, throwing little, little, little short passes to him and so forth. I think they use them right now. I think the stats will be deceiving because he only average 2.9 yards per carry. Uh, this past game, but the fact that they, you know, having him out there, you have to pay attention to him because he can break the game open. Uh one of the underrated things that Breed was able to do in the past game was you saw on the on the uh touchdown catch that he had where he was able to to you know use the offensive line to help set up blocks downfield to 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 create path. That's that's what happens when you have a running back with vision uh and speed in the backfield. I mean he's able to make plays like that. So those are things that you don't necessarily see on the stat sheet, but it resulted in a touchdown. Um, as far as the defense goes, Tremaine Edmonds' back was huge. Uh, not having Star, we still want to see, you know, what the defense is like when Star gets back in the fold, gets back into the to the swing of things. But Tremaine Edmonds was sideline to sideline. I mean, just his closing speed. Whether it was, you know, I'm not a I'm not a huge hurries guy, but the way that he was able to you know, shoot the gap and and, and cause uh, havoc or confusion for Trevor Simeon to throw the ball away. Those are things that you want to see. That's something that A.J. Klein cannot do. Um, I I feel like when Tremaine Emmons is is in the game, you know, he's able – him and uh, Milano work so well together, right, and and it allows (laughs) Milano to kind of play, you know – to pray to play freely you know those guys together because they trust each other they know what's going on uh Tremaine Emmons just has everybody in the right place um you know it's just it's great but if we're gonna talk about the defense though we gotta talk about Ed Oliver man Ed Oliver was just strictly a a stud and his breakout campaign uh goes on for another week he absolutely wrecked this game Uh, I mean, when it's converting speed to power, uh, you know, how he was able to, uh, you know, he would he would front office lineman and kind of go across his face, you know, whether it was a a stunt or, you know, use an extension and length. I mean, he he just did everything, man. And uh, at Oliver, that's what they need. If, you know, we talk about Trey White, but they, they need Ed Oliver to continue to have games like this where he can affect the passer, whether it's by hurries or by you know him getting his first sack of the season. So I want to see what the defensive line and Ed Oliver do moving forward.
2: Where are we at with it, Charlie? What's what's your opinion on it?
3: Uh I, I like I said, I, I think the defense is going to be more or less okay. I think there like I said, there's other problems that I was more worried about on the defense. So Are they going to have to change things? Of course. I don't think everything's going to be exactly the same um, on the back end, but I I think they'll be okay. I think Ed Oliver, his is, you know, these last three, four games is finally affecting the game. The way that Sean McDermott talked about him doing in the preseason when he was asked, what do you expect from Ed Oliver? I believe his exact answer was that he affects the game. And, we're finally really starting to see that he's at the point where he's almost taking over football games at certain points. And I think that's, that's fantastic because they need a guy like that. I'd love for them to have a guy like that on the edge, which I think is lacking a little bit. As far as the offense goes, I feel like it's, you know, Spencer Brown is such an important key to this football team all of a sudden. I think the offensive line is something that is Brandon Bean, especially the interior. Brandon Bean's biggest failing is the interior of this offensive line. They assumed development from last year to this year when they shouldn't have. Uh, so I I've been advocating for them to do things that are going to mask. The weaknesses of the offensive line. And I think they're finally starting to do that. If they can continue to do that and continue to broaden that aspect of the game, I think that they can, depending on your perspective, still be or elevate themselves again into a Super Bowl contender. Uh, but I don't think the road is quite as easy as we had thought it was uh, at the beginning of this year for sure.
2: What do you think, Anthony? I know you kind of agree with some of that. or I'll, Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. I have that.
0: some different points to make on this game. You know, one of the things I said on the hoof is is this is the exact game the Bills need at the exact time. Why? Because your original quote, one of your original points to Sterling was, is it just the matchup? A hundred percent. Yes, this was a matchup win for the bills. Doesn't mean the bills didn't do things right. Of course we did. And that's a positive, but if this were a competitive team, if this were a better team, it might've been a different outcome and I would have been a hell of a lot more nervous. But the fact of the matter is you can only beat the teams in front of you. And new Orleans was a far superior, inferior team to the Buffalo bills. We were a much better roster all the way around. They've been struggling at the things that the bills needed. They had injuries at key positions, including running back, which we saw teams, uh, you know, run all over the bills in the absence of star. But when you're down to your third string guy, who's nobody's ever heard of it's, it, they weren't able to get much done there. The defense you know did what? do what they had to do.
2: I'm sorry to cut you off, man, but you, you just right. said something and, and it kind of like triggered me. Cause I hate hearing that argument. Yeah, Like <laughs> when people are like, well, you only played. So look, damn it. We didn't write the schedule. Exactly. If, if we would have had a schedule that had us lined up against the top playoff teams every year, and, and so you got mm-hmm. you got a gauntlet of eight teams, then guess what? That's who the hell we would have played. But the Buffalo Bills, and every team for this matter, did not write the schedule. Yep. So it's like you what you're supposed to do. So my issue with the Bills is when we're supposed to, again, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, where you feel like we're just supposed to dominate. You lose against the games, against the teams that you're supposed to dominate. But we didn't make the schedule. So it's not our fault that we get to beat the Jets twice and we get to beat the Dolphins twice. It's not our fault like it's it's our division you, nobody complained or nobody said that on the other side of it when tom brady basically had five mm-hmm. games or six games a year for free because he was in a division yeah. where our quarterbacks was i don't even know who to just uh geno smith in in florida it was in miami it was uh it was who was it Tannehill after Tannehill or before Tannehill? who was it i don't even remember jay who fiedler was. was there for like <laughs> yeah. come on man like you you Come on, man. So so nobody's gonna complain about Tom Brady, but now that it's us and it's Josh, oh, you guys only play man, I don't wanna hear it. Yeah. Damn that. The Buffalo Bills are are gonna play whoever's in front of them. And and if if those good teams make it to the playoffs and we go up against them, then talk all that shit. Exactly. But right now the Bills are where we at. Go ahead. I'm oh, here's sorry. here's Go
0: ahead. where I was going on that. This is a week to week league. No matter how you look at it, it's week to week, matchup to matchup. Bills without Star and Tremaine, totally different team than Bills with Star and Tremaine. Nobody disagrees there. And that's the point. This matchup was exactly a good matchup for the Bills where they were at. They were still getting healthy, Star's still out. Spencer Brown's still out, which by the way, the offensive line was horrendous once again, you know, and, and poor Josh Allen's like, I want to throw the ball deep against these corners. My wide receivers are winning against these corners, but he had no time to throw. And I kept saying, just stick to the quick pass. I even tweeted it out. It got a lot of love on Twitter, but I'm like, dear Josh Allen, get the ball out quickly. You don't have an offensive line today. You need to get the ball out quicker. And then he started doing that. And, of course, the points piled up, and the defense did what the defense does, which is great, again, against an inferior opponent who's got a number of injuries and whatever. But they did what they had to do on defense regardless. Having Tremaine Edmonds back, enormous boost already to the defense. And this is a point moving forward that I'm sure I don't know if this was going to be something you asked about. Our next matchup is against New England. You talk about the schedule. We haven't played New England yet. there there, there's two games remaining it's december and we haven't played new england yet we got two games against them and guess what we are going to beat the ever-living crap out of that team all right You, you heard it from me first everybody's hyping them up they have a rookie quarterback we're getting our guys back this is this is not a matchup the offensive line with spencer brown has been completely different completely different when he's in there than he's out we know about the three position shifts and all that but it's it's completely different and the offense is better The defense with Star and Tremaine Edmonds, completely different when they're both in there. Now you go up against, we know what this defense looks like against rookie quarterbacks. We know what this defense looks like against teams that, you know, are trying to dink and donk passes and everything. That doesn't work against this defense. We shut teams down like that. New England is a great matchup for the Buffalo Bills. That's that's going to be the, the storyline going in, but everybody wants to hype them because of their record and who they've played. And yes, they've certainly come out better and stronger than I thought they would with a rookie quarterback. But that matchup is still a bad one for New England and a better one for the Bills. And I expect us to win both of those games. It's it's always going to be competitive because it's a divisional game. But there's no way that they're going to do what they've done against other teams, against this Buffalo Bills team, even with the examples of the Indy game and these other games, because we have not been 100% healthy in those games. And now we will. And those two healthy, I know every team has injuries, but those healthy players back completely change what the defense and what that offense looked like.
2: Well, let's talk about it. What do you think, Charlie, where are we at? Um, uh, Cause everybody, you know, in the comments now is talking about it. Our next game is absolutely, you know, against the, against the Patriots. And now the Patriots are a half a game back or, you know, slightly behind us for first place in the division where we thought we were supposed to be running away with this thing. And if you think about it, that's where I'm at. Cause I feel like if we didn't lose against the Jaguars, like we shouldn't have, if we didn't lose again, you know, like there's, there's two games there that really sting for me. Um, where do you yeah. where are you at right now we, we played them next monday
3: yeah i mean i wasn't scared of the patriots on september 1st you know i thought they'd be seven and ten or you know whatever whatever eight and nine um and then you know you, you come in and and suddenly we see some deficiencies with the bills that we've talked about with the offensive line maybe the interior of the defensive line and it's like uh-oh and then you see the patriots kind of going back to, to being at least a, a, a decent team. I think their defense is pretty good. I think their offensive line is pretty good and that scares me a little bit, but I think they're also very comfortable with, with their game script being the thing that the bills want teams to do. The bills want you to throw short passes so they can gang tackle. You know, I don't see the Patriots taking a lot of shots downfield. Uh, so I think their game script kind of plays into what the bills would want you to do, but I, I'm not going to disparage any fan if they're a little scared of the Patriots. I, I mean, I don't think any of us expected Mac Jones to sort of come in and, and be able to run an offense efficiently. I'm not saying he's extremely talented, but he knows what to do, where he's supposed to do on a play. He's not going to out throw John Elway. He's not going to outrun Mike Vick, any of that stuff. But he knows what he's supposed to do. Uh, he's comfortable in their style of offense. Their style of offense is a dink and dunk offense. It's been that way since 2000 and he's comfortable doing that. So, sure, I think this game is is scary. I think it's a good matchup for the Bills mostly, and I'm more scared of the Patriots than I was, but we should be able to beat them, I think, both times, and it really shouldn't be a problem for a Bills roster that's extremely talented. The only really thing holding them back on offense is left guard. Like, really, if everybody's healthy, and if they can find a way to mask that, I just think that they have a potential to – I mean, really crush the Patriots if, if you know, obviously if things go their way.
2: Well, <laughs> Sterles, I'm going I'm to end this this conversation off with you, man. In the comments here, we got this one that says, hate to say it, but the Pats might sweep us, man. Oh. Where, how do you where, – where are you at? Um, we, we see Anthony and Charlie both that the rosters that the Buffalo Bills have compared to the roster versus the, the Pats have, the Bills should win the game or both games, actually. But where are you at with it? Do you think that the Patriots are ahead of schedule and they could beat us? I like their defense. Before the season started, I think everybody in this room actually absolutely remembers me talking about Judon. I think everybody remembers me talking about um, the signing of of uh, Henry Hunter or Hunter Henry. And um, I feel like they made some good moves. They paid for a lot of good things this year. But but they are far more improved than they were last year with my guy Cam Newton. Where are you at when it comes to this game? How do you see the division playing out? And then um, when Sterling's done, we'll go around and just get a prediction for the the remaining games. I just want to know kind of how you feel the team will end out with the schedule.
1: Uh, I think the Patriots are a good team. Uh, you know, as far as Mac Jones goes, I think he's uh, he's he's on schedule. I, I think he keeps the offense on schedule. The thing, I, 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 if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm a little worried about how much better can Mac Jones get. I feel like you know it's a tale of Baker Mayfield. To be honest, I, I just don't see him getting much better. Um, because he doesn't, oh, you know, he's doesn't strike you as a um, physically imposing quarterback, a guy that can make plays off schedule. Um, you know, he he's very much going to uh you know do what the offense asked him to do and i think sometimes you know they need you to do more right they need you to do more things off script so um when it comes to offensive line i think the patriots offensive line is 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 their is their, is their calling card um you know this offensive line is really good you know this is a physical offensive line so the bills are going to have their hands full so they're definitely going to need Star to back um to be honest i think this is a a, a series where the Bills split i think they win uh on, on monday night but i think you know once they go to new england i think it might be a different story uh both games close but um you know it's just to to expect the bills to sweep the division two years in a row i think that's a lot to ask for any nfl team right so i i think we got to come back down to earth a little bit um you know they the Patriots do have a good secondary matt judon is a difference maker um and, and mm-hmm. so i, I want to see how that. the bills uh answer um The physicality of the Patriots, there are ways where the Bills can absolutely win the game, but they're going to have to play their best Um, because Bill Belichick, as good as the Bills roster is, Bill Belichick, his coaching ability kind of, I think he's a better coach than Sean McDermott. So I think, you know, the Bills are going to have to bring their A game for sure.
2: Man, I think that defense is like, but every year Bill Belichick has an amazing defense. It's nothing new. Um, and now that he has better players, you got certain guys back who opted out. You had some good signings in free agency, and I keep talking about Judon. Like I, I wanted the Bills to sign Judon. Yeah, Judon. Um, I know been it wasn't a really
3: good get for them.
2: Yeah, and I know it wasn't part of the plans, or didn't. Maybe it wasn't a fit. I don't know. I don't know why the Bills were looking at rumored to be looking at J.J. Watt, but not Judon. I don't know why the Buffalo Bills were rumored to be looking at von Miller uh, at the trade deadline but they weren't looking at Judon. Like I, I don't get that. But that I, I'm not part of the team. I'm just a podcaster. But Judon is is that dude and I think like I said the defense every year for them. The defense is doing it. So, um I don't know if we're going to sweep them. I'm sorry Anthony. I saw you shaking your head when when Sterling was saying it too. I think I agree more in on this only because I, I'm a big believer. I say this every week. Special teams defense and offense. I don't know based on what we saw, even this past week against the Saints. I don't know if our special teams is gonna is gonna be able to beat the. Spe- just hear me out. Well, I right. what-
0: yeah, I just am curious. Yeah.
2: Well, I think Tyler Bass is is gonna win that matchup ten times out of ten with most teams. Like, there's only maybe like, you know, you got. I, I don't know. You got a couple kickers in the league that I might take before Bass at this point of his career, but not many. But aside from that. I loved what I saw out of Stevenson. I felt like he was decisive. He didn't. He didn't quite break it open. He's not. I know a lot of fans want people to to kind of just score a touchdown every week. That's not my expectation, and it's not what I look for. But I was happy with how decisive he was. I was happy with how quick he made a decision and then went for what he went for. That's all I wanted Isaiah McKenzie to do since the beginning of the season. Um, but I also, I'm not confident in our punt and kicking game. Um, I, I think our punt. We just. Hawk is Hawk is not horrible, but he's not good. He's not a guy that like if I just honest to God, um, I know that there were disagreements and issues or whatever when it comes to Corey Bajorquez. Fine, there are other punters, man. Going, going. There are free agents right now who I would prefer over over hack and or hawk i'm sorry i just keep saying hack because he hacks the damn ball every time he kicks it 15 yards off the side of his foot i'm sorry i'm gonna I'm get back on that but let's let's end this thing out um let's get a quick prediction or or um just a a premonition in certain ways of how you feel uh the rest of the season's gonna go uh we can start with charlie uh we got what is this we have uh six games left seven yes, games, six games left so um Final record there. So how do you think we're going to end up with these final six games?
3: I think the, I think the bills are going to go four and two. Uh, I think they lose to Tampa. And then, you know, I I guess I I kind of agree with Sterling. I think the Patriots, Will be tough, you know. It's tough to beat them both times. But the way the season's going, you know, the Bills have fluky losses. Like we got a loss to the Jags. Who's to say we don't get a loss to the Panthers somehow? I'm not saying I think that's going to happen, but yeah, we've there's well, been yeah. a lot of unexpected losses this year that we have. You know,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: right. Cam Cam Newton comes back to, So I think it's going to be what is that, eleven and six, then for for their their final record. Um, not exactly what I was hoping for, but. Certainly enough, I think, to, to get into the playoffs. And then and then who knows what happens from there.
2: Yeah, shout out to my dog Cam Newton out here doing it, doing the damn thing, coming back, proving people wrong. Let's do it again. Just don't do it when you play against the Buffalo Bills, Cam. Do it every week. <laughs> just don't do it when you play against the Buffalo Bills. Where are you at with the sterles for the girls?
1: Uh, I'd say four and two. I just don't know. You know, I think the Patriots would get us once, but I don't know where the other loss would come from. I mean, the NFL is so unpredictable this year, so much parity in the league. Um, you know, I just want the Bills to be playing their best football when it comes to December, right? That's that's what we all want. That's what you should want as a Bills fan. You you want, you know, this if Trey's gonna be out, that's it is what it is, but you want Dane Jackson, Cam Lewis, or whoever they're gonna slide into that position. To keep in mind, uh, you know, McDermott has platoon that that cornerback position in terms of remember we did it with Kevin Johnson and Levi Wallace kind of switching them out based on uh tendencies and so forth. So I don't know if that's something I think Cam Lewis is a solid option if you're going to have someone that you're going to have to throw in there. Uh, Dane Jackson definitely, it, it, it's an instinctual thing for him that he he needs to get better at. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, I, I'd say four and two. I'm not sure who the other loss is going to come to. But, again, play your best football in December, carrying to the playoffs in the momentum. Uh, we probably won't get the number one seed. I'd say number two seed, the best.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that number one seed for me when we when we took that L to the Jaguars kind of mm-hmm. evaporated, my hope, um, for the number one seed. But where were you at, Anthony? Uh, well, no surprise here. I'm one game better than the other two. I'm going five and one,
0: and it's probably the New England game that's the difference here because I do agree with the point that the Bills have kind of lost fluky games, and that one could be Carolina. We're, at this point in this season, what games have the Bills brought it in? Kansas City. Miami, the games where you know there's going to be competitive things on the line and you have to step it up, the Bills have brought it. So Tampa Bay, they could bring their best game and rock that team as a Super Bowl champion. But are they going to do the same for Carolina, a team that is playing very, very well? I'm with you on the cam. Hey, I love it. I let him shine all the way through, except when he's playing the Buffalo Bills. So, I, you know, that that is a team you cannot overlook on your schedule that could beat you and be that one loss. The New England thing, I have to bring it back to this, because somebody said in the comments as well, and I, I i agree with it completely. There is severe amount of scar tissue around the New England Patriots and the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. We need to stop it. We got that monkey off our back last year in that first game, which was abnormally close and should not have been, but it was, and we got the W, and then what happened the next game? We whooped their freaking bottoms because we were the better team, period. And that is what I'm picturing happening again this year. Look at the, you just said it, special teams, great. We don't have the better punter. I can agree with you there. But kicker and returning, Stevenson, the one thing that you you didn't say that I will is he did not make mistakes, period, full stop. Like you said, he was decisive. The whole thing you need to do is just don't make mistakes. Do what you gotta do to return it when you can. Great, make the right decision. Just don't make mistakes, and he did not. So I love that. I think they need to show him maybe a little bit more in the offense. Use him as a, a speed threat in the offense, too. Uh, but that's that's another conversation. We also talked about the loss of Trey White. Going against New England, again, I already said that matches up well against our defense, what they do versus what our defense does. I don't think we're going to feel the loss of Trey White that hard in against New England because they don't have an elite number one wide receiver or somebody who's going to line up there and go against Trey. It's their tight ends versus our tight ends. So when it comes to their defense being good, is New England good? Heck yeah, they are on defense. Am I worried about it? No, because our offense is dynamic and dominant. So I think that our offense versus their defense, we might not score 31 points, but I'll take our offense all day. Any analyst should against that defense because our offense is more dominant than that defense is, although they've been consistent. Our defense is still one of the best defenses in the league, and New England ain't lighting up the scoreboard in these games. They've just been staying consistent and able to win. I don't think that matches up well against our defense again defense is better, offense is better, special teams is better. You heard it here from me first, we are going to beat the Patriots twice, and it ain't going to be because of a fluke or a mistake, it's going to be because we're the better team every way, shape, and form about it. If you take out the scar tissue of the New England Patriots, we beat the Patriots twice, period, and I don't think anybody would think otherwise. It's just this Bill Belichick shadowy, oh, what's it going to happen because of this team that everybody's kind of fearing, and that needs to stop. So I hope that that comes true and I hope everybody sees the light at the end and everybody forgets that I say this. And then they're like, oh yeah, of course the bills are better than new England. And we all knew that. Yes, that's true. We need to know that now too, because it's still true right now. So we'll see what happens, but five and one down the stretch.
2: Well, so here's the thing. I want to be as confident as you. I do. Here's, here's the reason why I'm not. We all just mentioned that we have fluky losses against teams that we should have won. And that was with Trey White. Now you're losing the most important defensive player on your roster Um, and it's getting to the point in the season where teams are starting to figure out, you know, like things are getting figured out. Teams are understanding what their offense is supposed to look like. Defensive communication is better now at this point in the season cuz you've had games and you've gone through injuries and you're back and you've been able to watch on the sideline. Just everything. Like now mm-hmm. now is the time where the games are are getting to the point where every game that comes on, you pretty much want to watch if you're a football junkie like us. So it's it's getting to that point where this is the best time of the year for football and I, I'm just not as confident that the Buffalo Bills are just at that place where they're just going to run through the rest of the schedule. I would love it. I would love it, I, but but I'm just not there. Real quick, I do want to end the show off on this because normally I, I I normally go in and I talk about special teams really heavy. I'm not going to because I, I part of me does feel bad that Isaiah McKenzie was benched. Um, somebody just said, I, I'm trying to find a comment. It was um, Richard Forbes says, put McKenzie back in. Real quick. So 30 seconds for each of you. Then we're going to, um, you know, tell everybody where our content and stuff is. But where are we at? What, what we just saw out of uh, Stevenson versus Isaiah McKenzie. Do we want to put Isaiah McKenzie back in or have you seen enough in one game sample size to say, nope, Stevenson uh, going forward. This is the move that the bill should make as special teams. Let's start with sterols. We're going to end off with Charlie. 30 seconds each on this. This question.
1: Yeah, I'm good with uh, Isaiah McKenzie not <laughs> being inactive, or how you want to put it. Uh, Stevenson did well. I, I think his maturity in terms of you know what he was able to do in the return game. This is a guy who haven't who hasn't had a lot of returns in terms of punt returns, so he's going to get better at that. But when he gets the ball in his hand, it's like he's going to bust one. You know, just like we feel mm-hmm. that with McKenzie when if he doesn't muff you know, or or have some some crazy thing happen, but he's going to bust one. And I think, honestly, I think that Stevenson is probably a better route runner at this point than uh, Isaiah McKenzie. So I, I like the fact that McDermott is kind of mixing it up a bit, kind of, if you're not performing, then we're going to sit your ass down. So mm-hmm. I'm totally good with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's all about adapting, right? You mentioned that teams are getting
0: to their best point at this point in the season. Yes. Our offense has had to continue to grow. Nobody's asking the question, should Zach Moss and Devin Singletary start getting more touches now that Matt Burita's had two excellent games where the run game has looked better and his pass efficiency has looked better and we've looked better all around in that sense? Nobody's asking that question. Nobody should be asking this question either. It was the right move to go to Stevenson, see what you got. He made no mistakes. He did the right thing. That is better than McKenzie. Until he starts screwing up, there's no reason to go back and question it and say, okay, we're giving McKenzie his job back. No, nobody's giving Zach Moss his touches back right now. Nobody's given Singletary more than Brita right now because that wouldn't make sense based on what we've seen and how the team has progressed. It's time to step forward, not backward.
2: All right, yeah, I
3: Charlie, think Stevenson's where are you at with decision-making is the tiebreaker for me. I think they're both fast. I think they're both quick. I, I think Stevenson just – from obviously, like you said, a small sample size just makes better decisions in terms of when to field the punt, when not to field the punt, when to let it bounce in the end zone. All these returners in the NFL just want to run the ball out and they get tackled at the 20 yard line. You just let it go. You'll get it to 25. I think Stevenson understands that better and I'm fine with him being in the game and I'm fine with McKenzie not being in the game.
2: Yeah, and everybody knows how I feel. So, all right, real quick, let's get on out of here. Charlie, let everybody know where they can find your content, where they can find you, uh, any big things you might have coming up. And uh, then we'll move over to Anthony. Same thing. We'll end out with Sterles for the girls.
3: Uh, I do a podcast on Wednesdays for the Built in Buffalo Podcasting Network. It is called Halftime Adjustments. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Charlie underscore Gross underscore I also own my own analytics company, which I just sort of started, released. We're still working out some stuff, but we got some cool metrics, and we're going to have a lot of draft stuff in terms of uh, team hit rate and, and value return on draft picks, so that should be pretty fun. Um, I'll try to do some scouting and, and get that stuff out there, too. That's called Trust the Process Analytics. Um, so I appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on, Spence, and I uh, appreciate you meeting you, Anthony and, and Sterls. Uh, you know, you're my guy.
2: Yeah. Okay. Anthony.
0: Hey, yo, you all know where to find me. My, my Twitter handle is at Anthony Romeo and but I'm a co-host with my guy Sterling Furrow on the hoof podcast on cover one uh, Tuesday nights. We do our thing. We, we analyze the game that just happened preview the one to come. Uh, and I'll see you guys Tuesday night on the hoof. Thanks again, Spence for having me. I always love connecting with you guys, being on with you, you know, having differences of approach to opinions, even if we're on the same page, I love yeah. that. We, we always bring that dynamic. So thank you for having
1: me. Yeah, My you, man, heard, you heard You heard. Anthony, you know, representing Cover One over here, man. We're on the Hoof Podcast live on Tuesday nights. Uh, you know, you can find me at Forrest Sterling. Give me a follow if you haven't already. Like, follow, subscribe, the chop up, what we're doing over here. Uh, and and uh, Cover One, man, this is what we're doing. So, uh, man, keep it locked, keep it loaded. And uh, Spence, I'm going to hand it back to you, bro.
2: Hey, and y'all know how I do it over here, representing that Buffalo Rumblings podcast and YouTube and all of, whatever else we got going on, I'm representing that. It's your boy Jay Spencer King. Y'all love each other, take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Bills. Go Bills. Yeah. Come on, Charlie. Go Bills. Thank you. Man. <laughs>